Hey guys, Nikki here. Hope you are all doing well. Um, I recently, well today, um, got some suggestions and feedback um, regarding the podcast and my delivery. Um, and I'm already doing it, so um, I'm I'm going to try to stop with the ums and the this and the that and the way that I was looking at doing the podcast was kind of like journaling um to where you know it was just free thought you know I don't write scripts um I rarely have sometimes I have a topic but sometimes it's just I'm going through something, I'm feeling a certain way, and I just pick up the phone and I record, you know, so, um, I'm gonna definitely make some changes, um, I really appreciated the feedback and how, you know, I understand in my mind what I'm saying, but other people you know, especially those who don't have necessarily the same type of thought process as me, you know, as most people don't, um, can't really follow it. Uh, so I, I definitely wanted to, and I've said this before about, you know, having topics, um, and taking it from there and that's definitely something that I've been slacking on only because I've been going through a lot of depressive episodes and just a string of bad luck (laughs) nothing was going right for me so again that's why I was kind of using this as a a journal or as a peek into the way someone like me thinks, but as was suggested, I can definitely see how other people might not be able to follow and don't understand the final point I'm getting to. So, you know, whether that means scripting not not scripting it out completely you know I'm, I don't want to be formal you know I'm, I'm definitely more of a lead-back person um that way but I think having topics I think there's a, a lot of topics I mean unlimited topics that I can discuss on here you know some things that I don't know about that I need to look into and, and do research on Um, So, for this particular podcast today, I want to talk about medication and how it's prescribed and how, you know, a, a medication can be meant for one set of, you know, symptoms, but it's given to you for something else. Um, and just generally how psychiatrists, nurse practitioners, whatever, um, prescribe medication. And 
everybody's body chemistry is different. So different medications are going to work for people differently. And that's why you know, if I do a Spotify Live, I never allow people to give medical advice, legal advice, you know, things like that, because it's just, to me, it, it's not ethical. Um, and it's, you're not a doctor, you know, and even if you are a doctor, you're not that person's doctor, you don't know them, you know, you haven't gotten their history and all of that, so to tell somebody, oh, try this, you know, or don't take that, or stop your med, no, you know, I don't allow that, um, but with my own experience, I wasn't really put on, um, psych meds, um, you know, antidepressants, anti-anxiety, uh, anti-psychotics, um, until, really until around 18 years old. Um, I guess it was just different back then. You know, I think nowadays people, you know, children are being put on, on these medications. And when I was growing up, that really wasn't a thing. It wasn't like that. So... With my own experience with the medication and seeing different doctors, um, A, I think, well, I know, the most important thing is to be 100% honest about how you're feeling, what you're feeling, what your symptoms are, if you're having, you know, suicidal ideations or you know, homicidal ideations or, you know, anything that you're feeling, you know, it could land you, you know, in a 72-hour hold, but if you're having thoughts and, you know, thinking of ways of killing somebody, that's where you need to be. Um, but for myself, my issues, and I've had several different diagnoses, and they've changed over the years, um, but at this point, it's really major depressive disorder, uh, anxiety, um, it's not really a diagnosis, I guess, but, um, it's the way I'm dealing with my emotions. I'm very angry. Um, and I cannot cry. <laughs> um, it's very odd. It's even when I feel like I want to cry. And, you know, I recently just, um, I probably said it in, in a previous podcast, but I was uh, diagnosed as diabetic, and I really just felt like breaking down and crying. But, you know, I think two tears, you know, may have come out of my eyes, and then that was it. You know, I just didn't, I could not cry. Um, and I've, you know, talked to psychiatrists about it, I've talked to therapists about it, and I'm not really getting any answers. So, um, you know, I don't know if there's a medication for that. You know, they, nobody has said anything about anger management. I don't know if that's something that I need. Um, 
you know, I haven't hurt anybody. I don't, you know, I don't do that. So, um, I don't know what to do about that. Um, but I've just met with my new psychiatrist and we didn't meet. It was over the phone, but only once. And, um, he prescribed Remron for me for sleep. Um, and I looked up Remron and it's used more for, you know, depression, anxiety, things like that. It's not a sleeping pill. Um, so it's not helping me sleep. It does nothing. Um, you know, I still take it because I am depressed and I do have anxiety. So, you know, maybe it'll help with that. But as far as sleep, just nothing is working. You know, doctors have had me on because, of, especially because of my addiction, drug addiction issues, they've um, tend to put me on trazodone. Um, but again, that's been years and years, so that no longer works. Um, I've found if I take, you know, a couple of months off and don't take it, and then I take it, it will work for a little bit, but nothing long-term, and it's a very high dosage, um, but it, it's just, it, it doesn't do anything, so, uh, yeah, sleep has, has been an issue, but as far as the other medications, um, I, I've definitely read different articles and, you know, just my own research, you know, into what I'm taking and what it's for and, you know, being told why I was being, you know, prescribed it. Psychiatry is a, a very tricky thing. It's not like, say you know, like a primary doctor where you have a cold or you have a pain or you have this and, you know, you can get antibiotics and, you know, diabetic medication, you know, it's, it's like a chemistry experiment, basically, you know, whether it's because of, you know, they can't, look inside your head and tell the exact chemical imbalance that you have. Plus, not only do you have a chemical imbalance, but you have, you know, at least I have trauma, PTSD, you know, things like that. So that's not something, you know, I would have to talk to them for hours and hours and hours to really have them understand everything that's going on. So to me, a lot of the times it feels as if psychiatrists are either prescribing medications that pharmaceutical companies are pushing at a certain time or 
just medications that are well known. Um, you know, like I remember, you know, uh, I've been off and on Effexor forever. And then they added when Abilify came out, you know, everybody added Abilify because you know, it was supposed to help the Effexor work better. And then it was, you know, that's not working. So we're going to go to Pristique and then, you know, we'll add a little Risperdal and we'll do this and that. And it's, you know, just so all over the place. And then, you know, playing with dosages and and the other issue with, mo- especially antidepressants, is it can take three to four weeks for it to even start to help or start to, you know, get to work in your system. So you might just think something's not working, but it w- it may eventually, you know? And then, again, everybody's different. For myself, I have a very high tolerance for any type of medication. Like, if Tylenol, Motrin, I have to take more. And it's very dangerous because it's not good for you, <laughs> you know? I mean... Tylenol is just, you know, aspirin and all that. It's it's very bad for you, very very bad for your liver. Um, And I am starting to have um, some liver issues. So that's something that's scary too. And, you know, um, I was previously on Seroquel for sleep. And that wasn't working. So... He took me off of that. And um, like I I stated, he put me on this uh, 7.5 milligram Remeron. Um, But it does absolutely nothing. Uh, It does say in the pamphlet and from what I've read that it could take one to two weeks to work. But if I need to sleep, I can't wait one to two weeks to sleep. Like I need a good, you know, at least six hours straight sleep once in a while, you know, and I, I don't get that. I get two hours sleep, an hour awake, two to three hours sleep, 45 minutes awake. So my sleep is always broken up. So I'm just tired all the time. Um, the other medications, the Lexapro, I was on, he took me off because I was just trying to get the number of pills that I was taking down because I wasn't, I was getting worse, not better. So as much as we could get rid of, that didn't really seem necessary, especially at like, you know, pretty low dosages. Um, we did that, but I had to talk to him obviously again in a couple of weeks and explain the sleeping situation. But, um, you know, I think that's what makes people so against medication and taking medication and they don't want to take medication because they feel like it doesn't work 
you know, because maybe their doctor forgot to tell them that it takes, you know, three to four weeks to work in your system, you know, and it's just, you know, it shows the problem with mental health in this country and the way, you know, medicine works in this country, um, you know, and walk into a psychiatrist's office and you see pamphlets for all these new pills, you know. So, you know, that's all pharmaceutical reps coming in, you know, pushing certain drugs and things like that. Um, but typically, at least for me, with my health insurance, they never cover anything new or, you know, really anything non-generic, Um but, you know, that's a really big problem because if people stick with certain medications longer, you know, they could feel better and they, they could be doing better or they may just be prescribed so many things that it's, it's just overkill. It's not necessary. And... I don't think the, the psychiatrists think of the fact that, you know, your body has to process these pills. They have to go through your liver and, you know, the sometimes the damage that can be caused by that. So that's why I'm a big proponent on, you know, of definitely taking my medication, but I don't want to be on 10 medications, you know, especially ones that aren't needed or ones that are just, you know, supposed to be doing the same thing. You know, there should be maybe one or two that are for the depression or, you know, I don't know. I just, um, I think that it, that's just a big problem with psychiatry and mental health and, you know, psych meds and, you know, the, the whole system in, in general and how it affects people and, you know, people not taking, you know, their medicines every day or as prescribed, you know, that's a big problem, especially with like benzos, you know, Xanax, Clonopin, um, and I'm guilty of that, you know, I've... I've taken more Xanax than I'm supposed to, you know, but, and, and, but I don't mean to say, but because it's, there's no excuse for it. I should be taking it as prescribed. Um, but Xanax is also meant for short term use. It's not meant to be taken for 20 years, you know. And I've pretty much been on it more in the 20 years than I've been off. I've never really been off of it. Um, when I went to outpatient rehab, uh, in order to graduate from the program, they made me get off of it. And... It wasn't the smartest thing to do, but 
you know, with the court dates coming up and, you know, everything coming to an end and graduating. And, you know, I said, okay, you know, I'm going to, I'm tighter and tighter off, but I'm doing it fast. And it was the most horrible experience. <laughs> like, it would, to, for me personally, and I've done, uh, you know, a lot of opiates, um, but I never really got quote unquote dope sick. Um, you know, I didn't, I mean, I, there were times where I was just taking Vicodin after Vicodin after Vicodin after Vicodin, and I could just stop and not have any issues, you know, sometimes I would get leg cramps or something like that, but not like full-blown withdrawals where I felt like I was dying, you know, um, and with the Xanax, there have been times where I just stopped taking it, and that is the worst thing that you can do, um, for anybody that doesn't know, um, Xanax and alcohol are the only two drugs that if you just stop them without tidying down, you can die. Um, with Xanax, usually, you know, will go into seizures and die. Um, alcohol, same thing, um alcohol now they have pills so that if you drink you'll get sick I'm not even sure how all of that works but whatever um not whatever I mean you know it's alcohol it's just for me alcohol isn't an issue I'm not a, a drinker I'm not an alcoholic I never was um so I don't know that much about all of that, um, but I do know about coming off of opioids and coming off of benzos, and there's just something with my body chemistry, um, and I have a really good friend who has been a serious addict his whole life, and has gone through those withdrawals, and he just, he always is just says that he's in awe he's you know that he doesn't understand how I don't get sick or you know I could just stop Xanax and just be fine you know and, I mean could just be luck you know I mean maybe one time I could do it and drop dead I don't know you know but the the body isn't a very interesting vessel <laughs> Um, so, for those of you who are on psych meds and are feeling this way and getting tired of the changes and all of that, I completely understand, you know, just keep it a hundred with your daughters, you know, if you don't want to be on something, tell them, you know, if you want to try something else, ask them about it, you know, uh, but you have to advocate for yourself because 
there are a lot of doctors, especially psychiatrists, that really, to me, just seem off the wall batshit crazy, you know. I had a doctor try to put me on Ambien, and I'm like, you know I have serious addiction issues. I'm on lithium and all kinds of shit, and you want to put me on Ambien? Like, I'll probably wind up driving to the store at 3 o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? Like, crazy shit happens on Ambien. I mean, I think, you know, just doctors, you know, but and, but this was before, you know, he retired. He was extremely old. I think he was either had, you know, dementia, Alzheimer's, something. Um, so... Because he never remembered what I would say, you know, or I would say something, he'd be like, you know, he would ask me if I was sleeping, and I would say no, and he'd say, oh, that's good, you know, so be careful what doctors you go to as well, you know, if, and that goes with therapy, definitely 100% too with therapy, if you're not getting, you know, getting anything out of it, or, you know, you feel like they're not helping you process your emotions or, you know, they're just like looking at the clock, waiting for your 45 minutes to be up, go to somebody else, you know, you might have to wait. Unfortunately, that's the way the healthcare system is right now. You might have to wait, but, you know, don't stop, you know, don't give up, you know, never give up. I think that's uh, one major point I want to get across because something will eventually work. You know, it might be for a little bit, it may be for a while, but it will work. And when you, when you're depressed and you have anxiety and you have, you know, ADHD and, you know, you're not, you know, can't get out of bed and you're not showering and you know you're just non-functional you know you have to fight you know for for yourself for your life you know like we we only get one life and you know it sometimes I know it feels like you're just drowning you know and you feel alone you feel like everybody else is okay but you know what? Everybody else isn't okay. You know, pretty much everybody has something going on. And from the numbers, most people are on some type of antidepressant or something. So, you know, people understand more, you know, than you think, you know. Um, and, you know, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing this podcast, because I want... People who are going through similar things or the same thing to not feel alone and know that, you know, other people are struggling. And, you know, like my last podcast, I felt great, you know, and today I feel really good, you know, so things can change, you know, sometimes too. I think we get a little bit confused because we're depressed and we may might be doing okay 
and then something situational will happen that makes us depressed. And there's a big difference between situational depression and like major depressive disorder, you know? So when something's situational, you know, it's, it's temporary. It's gonna go, you know, it'll go away. Um, you know, just figure out what works for you, you know, whether it's music, reading, um, painting, whatever, whatever it is, you know, going out for a walk, you know, um, having a pet, you know, there's just, there's so many little things in life that we take for granted, and we have to, you know, we have to stop doing that, we have to stop punishing ourselves for something that we have really no control over, you know, it's not your fault if you're, you know, depressed, um, and have anxiety or, you know, and, you know, name every mental illness, it's a mental illness, you know, if, you know, it's like they say, if somebody has cancer, you're not going to blame them for having cancer, you know, I mean, sometimes people do that, you know, which is really pisses me off, <laughs> but, um, you know, like, if you're a smoker and you get cancer, they're like, oh, because, you know, and that might not even be the reason, you might have gotten cancer anyway, so I never like that analogy, um, but, I'm probably going all over the place, but give me time, give me time, I'm gonna get there to where, you know, I'm not doing train of thought, and I'm gonna, you know, sticking to topic, and as much as possible, um, sometimes I will go off a little bit, that's, that's me, you know, and, um, I don't, I'm, I'm not gonna apologize for who I am, and, and the way that that I think, you know, but like I said, the the suggestion and feedback that I received from somebody really changed my mind about how I want to continue the podcast. Um, so again, I'm gonna put in, you know, open the community tab, and if you have any suggestions or feedback or questions or a topic that you want me to, you know, look into, you know, even if I have to do tons of research, you know, I'm, I have no problem doing that. Um, I have a lot of experience. I was a caseworker for a long time. Um, you know, I'm a sociology major, so I have a pretty good, um, pretty good at problem solving and, and giving advice and helping people. Um, so I, I do what I can, you know, and if it's one person, then at least it's one person that makes me happy. So, uh, know this one's been a little bit long, but, uh, I did want to talk about a couple little different things. So as usual, guys, please take care of yourselves first and take care of each other.
I'll talk to you soon. Later.